Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now when you go and download the app, first-time users can get a nice $200 in free bets instantly with a $5 bet when you use code DNVR on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. App, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. I am Patrick Lyons. I'm Susie Hunter, and we have a full week of Chicago for our Rockies. We White some- Sox, Cubs, even our CHGO friends are going to be hopping in. It's shy guys. It's all about the shy, shy guys. guys. Shy That's guys. It. Uh, it, it's going to be fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into the, the new Gold Glove Award that's uh, been announced. We'll talk about some of uh, Brendan Rogers' defense. Mm-hmm. Someone got some was noticed in the lobby of their hotel yesterday and uh, got free tickets to a show for the Colorado Rockies. It may surprise you as to who was recognized oh. and got free tickets. But before we do any of that, let's go ahead and preview tonight's game. It's a quick two-game series. Originally, it was going to be two night games, but that got switched to a night game and a day game, and we'll kind of get into some of the details with that. Uh, but let's welcome for the first time. I, I, we haven't had anybody from CHGO White Sox yet, have we? We have not, but I'm so excited Herb Lawrence is joining us from the White Sox beat out at CHGO. Herb, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Dude, we're great. We're so excited to chat with you. How are things going out in Chicago? It is nice and warm here. It's a beautiful day. Very unusual for September, middle of September day. It's kind of hot. But uh, weddings for some White Sox baseball, they've been playing much better since uh, the absence of Tony La Russa. It might be coincidence. It might be actually a uh, fact. But these guys are out there performing the way, finally, most fans have thought they should be performing for the whole year. Yeah, that was really where I wanted to jump in on is Tony La Russa because when he first was hired and, and appointed the position, I'm, I'm curious how surprising that was for you and, and you know who, who would have been your top candidate to manage this team? Maybe it was, still would have been Rick Renteria kind of uh, running the show there a little bit, but it, it seems as if fans are, are rightfully so a little frustrated with that appointment of TLR and his overall performance you know, this season and maybe even a little last year too. Yeah, I think most White Sox fans, when they announced the hiring of Tony La Russa back in 2020, October 2020, where they just went to their first postseason in 10 or 12 years, I believe, the guys were like, I, yeah, I get firing Renteria, but you hired a guy who's worse? Because the reasons why they fired Rick Renteria is because he wasn't analytically driven. He wasn't thinking for a guy that hasn't been in the game for like nine, 10 years. Last time, yes, it was a World Series, but Tony Russa, the game has passed him by. And so we gave him a chance last year. The team performed. They won 93 games, won the AL Central. So most White Sox fans quelled on it, but still were just like waiting for the shoe to drop because there were things that went wrong last year. But the players and the offense, and the, mostly the offense, overtook all the bad stuff that happened. So all the injuries, people stepped up, and the offense mashed last year. This year, Tony's been making the same mistakes, and the offense has not responded this year. We're one of the worst teams in home runs up until a couple of points ago. We didn't have a, we still don't have a 20 home run hitter in our lineup. I think the highest guy we have is Andrew Vaughn with his 15, where you're supposed to have Jose Abreu, uh, Luis Robert, Aloy Jimenez. All these guys are supposed to be hitting home runs, but for married reasons, these guys have not. So I think that Tony La Russa is 
a problem, but not the main problem of the White Sox. I think that the main problem has been their lack of power and their lack of execution, especially with runners in scoring position. But Tony's ball does, you know, how he wants to play baseball kind of relates to how the White Sox don't score runs. He's a, you know, big time guy in sacrifice bunting, getting guys over, and then with the White Sox performance on runners in scoring position, it never works out. So I hate him giving up outs, but White Sox fans have kind of been relieved these last couple of weeks because they're seeing something different. And I don't know if it's just because of Miguel Cairo. It, it might be, but I'm of the mind if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. So don't fix it. It seems to have fixed itself, right? Some something in Tony Larusa, unfortunately, broke. Oh He's gosh. getting it fixed. He's getting it worked out. You know, we hope uh, a good recovery. But yeah. as you said, it's kind of been working out, you know, just a little bit. I think we can relate in Colorado with the lack of power. Yeah. Uh, Rockies, looks like CJ Crone will be able to get to 30 home runs. Uh, we haven't seen that since 2019. So uh, power has definitely been something that's uh, been at a, a high commodity all around baseball. But it is surprising to hear that about the White Sox who are now uh, three games back of the Cleveland Guardians going into this series. There is four games remaining against Cleveland. Uh, one of which is on Thursday. So they got to make one up. So that's one of the reasons why Wednesday's night game became uh, oh, that makes sense. a bit of a day game. Yeah. And I know Cleveland has had their issues in general. Is Cleveland being in that division where there aren't those, you know, major powerhouses like you have on the coasts, you know, in LA, New York, Boston, et cetera. Um, every year, does it just seem like it doesn't really matter what Cleveland does in the off season. They are going to be there. And you also really have to consider that, you know, an older guy in a similar boat to Tony La Russa is there in, in Terry Francona, but Francona gets a lot more out of his guys in general. I just think the Cleveland baseball organization is a better organization. Yes, they don't spend a lot of money, and the re-signing of uh, Jose Ramirez is a big-time shock that they got that hometown discount. Good for them. Mm. But they develop talent, so you keep on getting people. When they traded uh, Francisco Lindor, I was like, ugh, you're getting Jimenez back? This guy, come on now, you just traded an all-star. And now Jimenez is an all-star. Rosario is close, he's good. Um, you get the Steven Kwans, the, the Josh Naylor, who I'm a Padres fan halfway, and so I seen Josh Naylor do his thing in San Diego, and I was like, he's, he's nothing special. This year, he's turned out. Fran Mill, before he got, DF- before he got DFA'd, was a White Sox killer. And of course, they got so many other players like the Owen Millers of the world and the pitchers they have with Bieber and Tristan McKenzie. So they, every year, are a team that you got to worry about. But this White Sox team should have out-talented them and out-homered them and definitely out-pitched them because while Cleveland has good starting pitching, I think it's top-heavy with the Tristan McKenzie and um, Bieber. Savali's nothing special. Neither is a Plesak. And um, Cal Quantrill, another uh, San Diego Padre who got traded over there, he's fine, nothing great, but I think that I would take the White Sox starting staff when they're healthy over most starting staffs. And this is very disappointing to the White Sox fan base because they recognize Cleveland's decent, but they're not better than the White Sox. They shouldn't be, at least. The record says otherwise. So, yeah, it's uh, very frustrating to be losing to both Cleveland now and then earlier. We were losing to Minnesota. We've surpassed them since they had a bad weekend in Cleveland themselves where they didn't help the White Sox at all. A bad weekend in Cleveland. I've never heard that phrase before. You mentioned pitching. I want to talk about Dylan Cease and that Cy Young conversation. Mm -hmm. He, um, it's just weird. He, 
a couple years ago, we saw the talent and we saw the stuff. The stuff was always played, but he, like this year, always had trouble with command control. He couldn't harness the fastball in the strike zone where he needed to. And people would center that up and crush it. And the slider was mediocre to kind of good last year. He's fixed that where his slider is the best pitch in baseball this year, bar none. And he's been putting together since um, since Justin Verlander has gone out with a fortunate injury, he's been putting together some numbers where people got to say, okay, this guy, since Justin Verlander's out and has been out for almost a month, maybe you got to look at Dylan Cease as the Cy Young Award winner because he's I think, second in strikeouts this year in the American League just behind uh, Garrett Cole. He's just turning himself into a complete pitcher. And lately, he's kind of ditched the strikeouts, even though he's getting them. He used to be like strikeout hungry and try to get double figures each game. This time, he's just trying to get soft contact lately. And so he's extending himself in, later into games, like the seventh, eighth, or ninth inning is a no-hitter. Oh, man, just one hitter away. But of course, if, if you're going against Minnesota, the last person you want to face is Luis Arise when you're throwing a no-hitter. So going eight and two-thirds and a shutout versus the Minnesota Twins is nothing to sneeze at. And he's been doing this all year long. And I want you guys never to see Dylan Cease this year. Like, I know he scheduled a pitch on Thursday or on Wednesday afternoon. Mm -hmm. I want them to switch it up and have Lucas Giolito pitch that game. <laughs> and then Dylan Cease take an extra day of rest and pitch that makeup game you were talking about in Cleveland. Because, as we know, that game is shouldn't be more important, but that game is more important because of the yeah. new rules this year where there's no tiebreakers anymore. The tiebreaker would be your season record versus the other teams. And the Guardians right now have a 9-6 to six lead on the White Sox with only four games remaining. Do the math. The White Sox going to win out versus the Cleveland Guardians. And here I thought you were giving the Rockies credit. Like, oh, man, I don't, I don't want the Rockies to be facing Dylan Cease. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I would imagine word would have crossed the, the Mississippi uh, that the Rockies on the road don't hit very well. But uh, I think you're right there with Verlander being out, even Shane McClanahan, the, the AL starter there in the All-Star game. He's been really good. Walking a ton of guys. I don't know if, if you, how deep into the stats you guys uh, dig. Has there ever been a Cy Young Award winner that has led the league in walks? Because that certainly would be the case for, for Cease if you were to win it. I don't know if I've seen it, but I know that uh, um, Nolan Ryan used to walk a lot of people too. I don't know if he ever won a Cy Young Award. I know he Never. did seven no-hitters, but yeah, he's a big-time walk guy. So he might just win it by default because of his, you know, his whip is pretty high because of those walks, but his strikeouts are also high. If you look at the, uh, the ratio, it's pretty good. But... I was, I'm not making fun of Colorado because I think we should win these games. <laughs> but when they went out to Colorado in late July, I yeah. thought the same. And they hit zero home runs and scored like seven runs, two in the first game and I think five in the second game. And the Rockies won that game because Larry Garcia is a dumb baseball player. And <laughs> literally, I looked the next day on the 28th, the Rockies were hosting the Dodgers and the Dodgers hit every home run. I was like, <laughs> it can be done. I, Anthony Sensatella is not impervious to home runs, and uh, Herman Marquez was good that day. He only gave up two runs to the White Sox, but mm -hmm. can we hit a ball over the fence? One, please. It's a perfect place to do it. And that's yeah. what the White Sox story has been pretty much all year long. Frustration after frustration. Frustration. We're just a company of frustration, basically. Oh, really? Really have it. I was all <laughs> going into the season. I had all these delusions of grandeur of like, all right, well, when the White Sox go to the postseason, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm got the BBWAA card. They're probably gonna need me to fly out, maybe cover some of the division <laughs> series, do some stuff. And now it's like, 
is anyone going to finish over 500 <laughs> uh, from, from the company? I don't know. We'll see. Cool comment from, uh, from Logan. Yeah, yeah. Logan uh, wanted to mention Tim Anderson. With Tim Anderson making the WBC team, are the White Sox doing anything to promote the World Baseball Classic or involvement of one of their players in an international competition like this? I'm a big Tim Anderson fan, though, oh, by yeah. the way. I'm sure because Tim is the the face of mm -hmm. the White Sox. The whole change the game uh, slogan they have, that's Tim Anderson saying that after he got hit by a Kansas City Royal uh, Brad Keller when he was like, I'm just throwing bats. You know, I'm just, you know, hyping up my teammate and they're hitting me for that, for being exciting. I want to change the game. So when you hit a home run, you could be excited instead of put your head down and run around the bases type of thing. So, yeah, he is the face of the White Sox, even though he's been out for about five weeks now with a, a finger injury he should be returning soon but yeah him making the wbc should be good for the white Sox. i don't know if cuba is necessarily in the wbc if they were the white Sox would 100 percent be represented because they have four cubans in their starting lineup currently right now with jose abreu yoan mancada luis robert and yasmani grandal but dominicans they also have uh aloy jimenez who might be on that dominican team but also I looked at that Dominican team. It's already stacked. So Aloy might have to sit <laughs> on the sidelines on there. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure the White Sox will do everything they can because one of the games, the preliminary games, I believe, is going to be held in their shared facility with the Dodgers at Campbellback, Campbellback Ranch in Glendale, Arizona. So they'll do everything they can to sell that ball park out and then the subsequent games where Tim's going to be playing for USA. Yeah, that, that'll be exciting. I, I can't wait for that next March. Mm -hmm. It's, it's going to be pretty great. As you mentioned with Anderson being out, the the White Sox, you know, I don't, I don't think you know sh Chicago. Do you do you call the them the the shy Sox at all? Is that is that a term that has gone by the wayside? I say that, and I'm like, I don't hear too many other people. Is it like Hotlanta, where only people who aren't from there say that? I don't know. Maybe I, <laughs> let us know. Her kind of kind of shy Sox is yeah. In town, if you're in town, you just call them the Sox. Like yeah, true. Or if you get more of Chicago, it's the Sox. Um, that's all they call them here. Um, they re like shy town and things like that. It's kind of like if you go to San Francisco and you call it Frisco or San Fran, they don't like that. They yeah. hate you that. Your, if you're, yeah. if you're just running you out of words your, like, in uh, terms. Anchorman thing in San Diego, like, come on now. <laughs> I don't know what the Denver equivalent is that. I mean, I always say Denver, beautiful, the sunshine state from, uh, old school, but <laughs> oh, there you go. no one ever gets it. I like so, to call Chicago Bean Town because y'all got that big bean. Yes, we do. Right in the middle of the town. Right in downtown and, Millennium Park. And you like trolling people, No one people calls it too. Cloud Gate. I also love trolling people. Yeah, that's yeah. a good troll. I'm like, what? Oh, okay. I see what you did there. That That's uh, definitely a that's, thing you you're, do. You're a regular Joey Votto. Look at <laughs> me. Too, we like, have so much in like, common. Uh, Miss Namina. Yeah, Miss Namina. Uh, <laughs> different city. But Bean Town works. Bean Town works. I mean, where's works. the lie? Where's the lie? True. This is true. Yeah, I, I don't We're think the more White Sox than uh, Boston is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't. I don't think the White Sox have that magic where a player will go there, get throw on the pinstripes, and then magically will be better like Dodgers, Yankees, uh, in, in many cases. But it seems like that's been the case this year, as you said, with Anderson being out. Elvis Andrews picked him up off the scrap heap. Boom. He's been fantastic. It's been one of the best shortstops really since uh, they've picked him up. And uh, you had a guy like Johnny Cueto who was just kind of you know, sign, I think probably right before opening day. And he's a guy that if you make the postseason, you are definitely going to be counting on him probably to make one of those starts, maybe even over a guy like Lucas Giolito. Like those have been two guys who have been, I think, really surprising along with 
brother of Rockies pitcher Peter Lambert, Jimmy Lambert. Like he he's also been, yes. been pretty solid in general, hasn't he? Oh man, like those three guys. If you ask White Sox fans before the season about those three guys, like, well, Jimmy Lambert's come up here every year and failed in these spot starts that he's had. He's a he's a four A pitcher. This year, Jimmy Lambert has been converted back to the bullpen, and he's been filthy. Like 98 mile per hour fastball, which we never saw when he was a starter, but you know you're throwing fewer pitches, so he can let it go. The guy just turned into a guy that you could put into late inning situations and count on him. He's one of the four guys that the White Sox and their fans really count on him at the end of the game, including him, Kendall Graveman, Liam Hendrickson, to a to a certain extent, uh, Ronaldo Lopez. But Lambert's been great. Uh, and the two other guys, Elvis Andres, man, since he's come to the ballpark and since he came to the team, he's brought a sense of professionalism, um, leadership, that there's a void in there where guys need to know what they're doing, when they're doing it, defense, and he's been doing it with the bat where we said we haven't had a lot of power. I think Elvis Andres with the White Sox has hit at least three or four home runs, which is in a month is a lot because Jose Abreu through the month of August only hit two. That's, That's how surprising. bad the dearth of power has been going on. And Elvis Andres has brought the power bat and he's done some good stuff at the top of the lineup where the White Sox have been striving uh, or have been struggling since Tim has left. He's been our leadoff hitter for the last couple of years. And since his injury, putting in different guys hasn't worked. And when Elvis came and he was inserted to the leadoff guy, they've been taken off offensively. And then what can we say about Johnny Cueto? He's a legend in four different cities. He started his career <laughs> in Cincinnati, doing well, Cy Young award-winning guy, then went to win a World Series in Kansas City, went over to the Bay, San Francisco, was great there. And then now here, White Sox fans absolutely love this guy. If there was a playoff series where the White Sox were qualified, of course, Dylan Cease would be our number one game starter. Number two, game two, Johnny Cueto. Right now, he has earned that number two start. Even though his last start wasn't great, he has been the second best pitcher on this White Sox team. And it's Lance Lynn's coming to get him because he's been pitching improved since he's come back from injury. But Johnny Cueto has been solidly consistent. He's had the most uh, uh, guaranteed, uh, guaranteed, let's see, quality starts for the White Sox. Every time he goes out there, you can pretty much guarantee six innings pitch, three earned runs or less, and a quick game. And Johnny Cueto is been a godsend for this team so rick hahn during the season wasn't counting on these guys for the most part mm -hmm. but these guys have done well for him and have performed for the white sox if the white sox didn't have those three guys they'll be further into the abyss maybe wow. by the kansas city royals down there in fourth place lance lynn makes johnny cueto look like a bodybuilder like just by comparison <laughs> those those big bodied guys do do uh, do y'all call guaranteed rate field guaranteed rate field or is comiskey uh -huh. still what it's referred to most as because it's Comiskey too, old, but... Yeah. It, like, it was called Comiskey for, like, a good portion, and then they started doing the, you know, sponsorship thing, and it's been named a couple of things. But very few people call it the full guaranteed great field. They'll call it the G-rate. They'll call it the great. <laughs> Mostly, Ooh. they'll call it Sox Park. That's an old thing. Like, they even oh, called the yeah. original Comiskey Park just Sox Park. So, hmm. um yeah, there's no way excited about a mortgage company doing the <laughs> advertising with the arrow pointing down. Terrible <laughs> logo. Very weird. Terrible yes, logo very for weird. a sporting arena. <laughs> Guaranteed rate. Yeah, yeah when, that's so bad. When we saw it, we're like, is this, is this a joke? What are we doing? <laughs> I, honestly, I think, likes. 
I think it might be guaranteed rates fault that the White Sox aren't living up to expectations because they brought bad energy with that big down red arrow. I couldn't agree more. I mean, they did win last year when they had the name, but this year it's taken its toll. The White Mm -hmm. Sox haven't had a winning record at home this year. It's because of that guaranteed rate. People are like, ugh, I don't come into this ballpark. Guaranteed rate is so terrible. I mean, (laughs) if I was going to a ballpark like Coors Field, I'll be happy. My uh, fiance just went to Coors last past last weekend, and she loved Coors, and I told her she would because it's one of the best parks in the game. Guaranteed rate has good food and drink options, but otherwise the ambiance, the feeling is not a great MLB ballpark. It's just mediocre. Yeah. Now, if we was going to Coors, man, I tell you what, that right field up there, mercy. Mm-hmm. Rooftop. Yo, we we love Coors Field. <laughs> a lot of people love that rooftop too. Um, which park is better? Which Chicago ballpark is better? Ooh. Guaranteed rate or Wrigley? Put him on the spot. Because I, um, I got opinions. In, <laughs> in my rankings, which I have 19 parks I've been to, I literally have Wrigley slightly ahead of guaranteed rate. The only reason I, I have that. Wrigley ahead of guaranteed rate is because of the history. Mm-hmm. Like you say, oh, Jackie Robinson played here. Babe Ruth played here. All the greats played at this field. Mm-hmm. And okay. that's the only thing. Oh, look at the ivy on the wall. It's in a neighborhood. Otherwise, if there's obstructed views at Wrigley, there's mm-hmm. um, an overhang on the second floor. If you're in there anytime before June or after September, like today, if there was a game, it's cold as heck under there. Mm-hmm. If you're in the bleachers, it's nice and warm, but it's a weird stadium right in the middle of uh, Lakeview in Wrigleyville. So I think it's slightly better, but for me, going to the game, if I had to tell somebody like the actual game experience, guaranteed rate would be a better place to go, but people are not coming to Chicago for guaranteed rate. People <laughs> go actually for visits to see Wrigley Field. I, 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 that happened to me. I, I went on a road trip with my dad in back-to-back years. And the second year, it was like, do we want to go to Wrigley again? Or, well, we haven't been to Guaranteed Rate Field. And it's like, we, we drive by it. You know what I mean? When you're going through Chicago, <laughs> we'll do Wrigley twice. But your answer is so perfect for a White Sox guy to be like, all right, the right answer is Wrigley, but here's why. And it, it, I, just very well done. Although I will argue with you that there is still some history uh, for, for Guaranteed Rate Field because Dan Pasqua and Mike Lavalier and Ron Karkovice, all of those legendary players have played at the G spot. Look, this is what it says on Wikipedia. It says <laughs> New Comiskey, yeah, is- the rate, the cell. That was, cel- that was when it was like cellular. Was it U.S. One- cellular park? U.S. cellular yeah. park. That's right. The G spot. Yeah, and Patrick, the this is a family sometimes. show. From time to time, they do call it the G spot. Who's they? Who calls it that? The Uber drivers who can find it. Okay. Um, All right. Let's let's take you back real quick before we get you out of here. Have have you ever seen the Rockies play at Guaranteed Rate Field? I'm just curious. Gods are you probably haven't. I've seen a bunch of teams play at Guaranteed Rate, but the Rockies do not. uh, I probably have. I would say yeah, more than more than likely I've seen him play because I was a big time Larry Walker fan and I'm sure that he had crossed paths in one of these uh, interleague series. All right. Well, you, you might need to, to check your ticket stubs because the Rockies have only played against the White Sox in Chicago three times. Three times. Yeah. One series, one series, <laughs> three times. Um, let, let's, let's remember some names. Let's look at the White Sox lineup uh, first. If we've got that kale, <laughs> June 15th, 2008 was the last time. It's almost 15 years ago. Wow since the Rockies have actually played 
at Coors Field, uh, three-game series. Rockies are on a two-game win streak. I mean, everyone knows that. <laughs> All our Rockies historians know, you know, they've got a streak going into the south side there. But this mm. lineup is really solid. It's only a couple years after the World Series win. A lot of boppers in there. I was surprised to see Alexi Ramirez in center field. That was his rookie season. That was He played a decent amount of center field before uh, being a longtime shortstop there for the White Sox. That, that's a solid lineup, wouldn't you say, Herb? Really solid lineup. That was, yeah, a couple years after the World Series. That year, 2008, is where they tied with the Minnesota Twins for the same uh, for the AL Central crown, and then they had the game 163, which eventually we got uh, we won that game. We had a home game where Ken Griffey Jr. threw a guy out at the plate, and Jim Tomey hit a solo home run, one to nothing. Yeah, that team was supposed to do better than they did that year. Orlando Cabrera was a guy who was on a streak. Every team he used to go to, one mm-hmm. got into the playoffs, but he was a terrible teammate. They had so many terrible <laughs> teammates. Orlando Cabrera was bad. Nick Swisher was horrible. Just horrid. He's a fun guy. One year as a White Sox player. And then he went immediately to the Yankees and won a World Series with them the next year. So, yeah, yeah, this team was an exciting team. And then we're summarily dismissed by the uh, Tampa Bay Rays in that year, uh, 2008, in the first round. So, yeah, it was a a good team. And uh, I love Jermaine Dye. Always will love Jermaine Dye. Who was in the Rockies lineup that day? Great question. I'm glad you asked, Herb. Let's take a look. Uh, Former (laughs) Chicago White Sox outfielder Scott Podsednik. I think he might have been with that 05 team, right? He was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he was really great. Juan Uribe finished up the lineup there for the White Sox, former Rockies. Um, So, yeah, you know, an okay lineup. It was uh, right in between the two postseason appearances. Of course, the World Series team in 2007 and then uh, in 2009. So this was the last year of of Matt Holiday before he was traded in – Great deal uh, to, to the athletics where they got Houston Street and Carlos Gonzalez. So uh, that was uh, really nice. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of those typical names, Willie Tavares. Ryan Spielborgs, uh, who's a guy on our, our TV side there, he also played in the series. I think he was in the uh, the first two games. Uh, but, yeah, I'd forgotten about Griffey there. I knew he was he finished up with the White Sox. But, I mean, that, that uh, kind of underlines how good that White Sox lineup was and how much power they had. We had two 500 Rather, two 600 home run hitters in the same lineup. That might that might have been uh, the only time that's ever happened. I don't know if we know that. Hmm. I'm gonna throw that yeah, out there. It might have been. And and as a half Padre fan, I gotta ask this, and I'm sorry before I ask it. Bring it. Has Matt Holiday touched home yet? Yet? You know what? We're Herb? on. We have different <laughs> versions of this story then, because we don't doubt that uh. he. Did and on that note, and on that note, Herb, thanks so much for joining <laughs> us. <laughs> uh, follow him on Twitter. Uh, interesting Twitter handle. Backwards. It's Lawrence backwards. I figured that. Yeah, I did figure it out. I was going to say, do I want to spell it out? But it's Lawrence backwards. So it's at E C N, and then it'll probably pop up twenty three on Twitter. Uh, you can check out all his great stuff. All C H G O. Dot com. I mean, we, we're pulling for you. We, we want someone from All City Media to go to the postseason. So we're, uh, we're hoping the White Sox can get in. Because if they don't win in the division, I mean, that's going to be it. They're not going to get in as one of the wild yeah. cards. So mm-hmm. uh, they, they've got to do something there. And we'll kind of wait and see. Maybe they postpone Caesars start a day, like you said, to go against Cleveland. That would be uh, interesting. Uh, but you think, is there going to be a split here? Or are you going to take the two-game sweep for the White Sox? What's your prediction, Herb? I'm thinking they can take the two-game series right here. Um, I don't know if it's a Freeland tonight or a Cool tonight and Freeland tomorrow, 
guys with both higher ERAs, but they're you know in Colorado, so it might not be adjusted. But the same thing I said about Marquez, the same thing I said about Cincinnati, they went out and had great games. So I would be happy with the split. No, that's not true. I would be <laughs> nothing would satisfy me except for two games against the Rockies, even though I know the White Sox play down to their competition. And, you know, the White Sox are not a great team in themselves. So to talk smack about the Colorado Rockies, which I did talk smack about the D-backs and the, and the, uh, the PHNX people just grilled us it's like lowly, lowly D-backs. And then they swept the, Rock, the White Sox. There you go. Well, but maybe we'll return the favor as well. We'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> Love a good rose, Tarp. Thank you so much I'll for be, joining. It'll be us. great. It'll be as White Sox fans, we want some con- some conclusions, some finality. Either we're yeah. gonna mm-hmm. eat or we're out of it. We've been doing this roller coaster thing, and it's been hard on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Herb, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Hopefully, the pain is over uh, at some point. hopefully thank you guys for having me see ya talk to you later oh man herb's great that was fun i I like the dig i like i like him asking about matt holiday i I like that i like the nerve he's never coming on this show again no no i'm okay with it i'm okay with it i'm burning that bridge right now i I like a good roast if we had hr i'd go to hr right now actually that would be that's a great concept we have something in the off season where we we roast each other's teams Mm. that would but then again you have to be roasted by the ones that you love like if you've ever seen one of those roasts it really should be people that you know rather than just just a stranger coming in and saying some (laughs) horrific things about you uh but that that's a concept for for another day because i i do like that yet has he touched home plate yet according to sean bouchard hey look mlb said he did so i guess he did that was the very Listen, that was the like diplomatic answer. Yes. I'm sure if he, I don't know, if he wasn't a Rocky, it it may be a different story. Yeah. Well, look, I'm going to be diplomatic and not be biased at all when I say the DNVR bar is the only place to watch Denver sports all seven days of the week. We are now open Mm -hmm. three o'clock each and every day, weekends, sometimes earlier. We know college football uh, is going off, but members... Uh, it's only 50 cents for your first month if you're not a member. But if you are, guess what? You get 15% off your tab just at the bar, which is a fantastic upgrade. Rather yeah. than just a couple extra ounces of beer, which goes a long way, you're getting 15% off your, your total deal. bill. Oh, yeah. Uh, besides all the great written content you're getting from Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, soccer. I mean, you name it. We've got it there. Annual membership gets you a free shirt from dnvrlocker.com. Make sure you're doing that. And if you want to get some tickets for games, whether it be uh, you know the opener here for the Broncos coming up or uh, the final week for the Colorado Rockies at home, it's four games against San Francisco, three against the Padres. They are going to continue to be spoilers. They are going to spoil. <laughs> That's what they like to do this year. It's the only thing they can do. So they're going to do that. Uh, and you can get tickets over at Game Time, the hottest new ticketing site. That makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets uh, oh, for sports, concerts, shows. And I love the layout of the map. And it, it's it's the most easy to use on top of everything. And one of the best parts about it is, sure, you can get tickets now ahead of time if you know you have a group. But if you are on the fence, it's great for fence sitters. And I am very much a fence sitter at times. And that, that doesn't always help me out. But game time does because I can get seats behind home plate. 
uh, last minute 50 yard line, which happened last year for the Broncos final game, whereas 50 yard line, really great seats. You can get all of that with game time. Same thing applies for concert tickets. Uh, bottom line, if you love DNVR, you're going to love game time. It's the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in our description podcast or on YouTube, the DNVR sports channel. If you're watching us now, join over 15 million people who've downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events Hit the link in our description to save. Ivaca is the new goat, the remote goat. The remote goat. Oh, I, I like I just made that this. up, actually. Oh, that's good. They should yes. start using that. I think I just made it up. Oh, yeah, because we're saying we're the greatest of all TV. Ah. That's what I'm supposed to say. Let's go. But I pivoted and I said, the remote goat. That's it. In fact, King of ad reads over here. I don't, I don't think you need the remote necessarily because uh, they they've allowed they're allowing you to not only if you want to get it at home with a crystal clear HD uh, that uses less bandwidth uh, and and allows you to enjoy over sixty entertainment channels, but you can also. Uh, get the Sling TV bundle to get ESPN and more so you can watch on your phone, your laptop, wherever you're at. It's fantastic and it's only $25 per month plus a $5 receiver fee. Right now, Colorado sports fans, you're going to get $10 off on top of that per month for your first three months. Make sure you just head over to evaca.tv slash Colorado10, E-V-O-C-A.com slash Colorado10. No contracts, no catches. Evaca is TV made for champions of the remote. The remote goat. The remote goats. Where are you going to get the Let's nuggets? Let's go. Not the yard goats. The remote goats. <sighs> no yard goats. The Denver remote Not goats. Not yet. That's it. If we have like a little <laughs> softball team, you know, for altitude sports, AT&T sports, because all the, you're going to get all those mm-hmm. channels on there. It's fantastic. So yeah, Rockies two and one all time in Chicago <laughs> against the White Sox. That is the least amount of games the Rockies have ever played in any one city that's insane. Only been there one time to the south side. That is, I can't even wrap my head around that. After all these years, they've only been there once. I think the White Sox have played in Colorado three or four times. I think it might have been three. Mm-hmm. And then just, just this past summer was the fourth time. They've only played two series ever in Tampa Bay. They will play them uh, in Tampa next year, right? Because mm-hmm. we got that balanced schedule. So, you know, White uh, Rockies will be playing the White Sox a lot more. Mm-hmm. But... Did you know? So actually, I also want to say this. Okay. Um, no, no, no. I'll, I'll just say there's one city in the world, hint, um, that the Rockies have <laughs> never won a game. So they've, they've taken two out of three. They only won one of the six games they played in Tampa. But there's actually one place they've never won a game. I know it. What? It's Toronto. Toronto. Well, you pay attention. That, that's why. <laughs> hey. I've, I've mentioned that. It's one of the weird fun facts. I know what I'm talking know. about. <laughs> you do. You do. In fact, the last time they ever won a game in Canada was May 5th, 2004. It was the final season of the Expos, right? Oh, Because they've my never beaten gosh. the Blue Jays in Toronto. That is crazy. At least they've won a game in Canada. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> By Tina, doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And so they're not. Uh, Toronto's going to be coming to Colorado. So... The uh, as we talked about the Ryan Tapia reunion, we'll see mm-hmm. if he gets a video package. He very much should get a video package because he gave us so many great video worthy moments. Oh, so many video worthy moments. <laughs> oh yeah, lots there, of personality on that kid. Even just like just still photographs of him and the hair flopping and just <laughs> just absolutely fantastic. So it won't be until 2024 that they play a game in uh, Toronto. So the return to Canada. We're going to make a video package for that. 
We we had to start. That's our Serbia trip. Let's face it. That's our international trip. It's Toronto. The question is, are they going to force us to drive or fly? Wow. We have to we have to drive through the Mitt. We have to drive through Michigan. To, I think that's what they call it. Uh, Chad Cool against Michael Kopech tonight. Uh, who did Michael Kopech date? Is he married? Is he engaged? I forgot to look this up. He's married to or, or dated a celebrity. Hold on. I, I don't know, know this. They may be married. I'm going to say that they are married because I feel like I, I saw this over the summer. While you're looking that up, we'll say that Wednesday's matchup is going to be a good one. Freeland against Dylan Cease. I have a feeling, look, this is the way it's kind of been going. When the Rockies face an ace, they go out and they usually uh, frustrate that other team. We saw it on Sunday with Zach Gallen snapping his streak. They didn't win that game, but hey, look, they still beat Max Freed in Atlanta. They beat Max Scherzer there in New York at City Field. So I'm thinking maybe Tuesday night they take an L, but they win to, to keep on track as I had, and they go one and one if you need a player to get a hit today. Randall Gritchick is two for two with a walk against Michael Kopech. And uh, as a deep cut, CJ Crone, he's three for eight against Liam Hendricks. Uh, they haven't faced each other in, in five years back when Crone was with the Angels and Hendricks was with the Athletics. Um, Michael Kopech was married to Vanessa Morgan, who is an actress, mm-hmm. and filed for divorce while she was pregnant. And then Ooh. was very soon after expecting a new baby with a new girlfriend. Oh. So Michael Kopech sounds a little chaotic. We have to call him the the canon. <laughs> if you get the Nick Cannon reference there, he's the canon, <laughs> Michael Kopech. That's it. That that nickname fits. Uh, what would we know Vanessa Morgan from? Uh, Riverdale. 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 Oh, so she, she's still on it then. Yeah. There we go. Pretty famous. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So I was the, looking up all of this and I did not listen to a word you were saying. <laughs> it's it's all filler. That's okay. We, we were just breaking <laughs> just breaking it down, helping the folks over there yes. that are uh, getting on DraftKings Sportsbook. But uh, yes, the big the big news. That's eh, not that big. But who do you think would have gotten recognized in the hotel and given tickets Ooh. to see a concert? It was it was an Eric was Clapton a- concert. I don't know if that matters. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. You'll have to decide after. Someone was recognized. Said, "Oh my God, you got to come." They got backstage passes. Didn't get to meet Clapton, huh. but did get to meet a bunch of people in the band who was aware of them. Was aware of this person. Who do you think got recognized from the Rockies? I'm mad that I don't already know the answer. So no, I actually have to guess. Um, was it Jake Bird? But they thought it was Daniel Bard. No. Good. <laughs> Good. Uh, that's almost two guesses in one, but I'm only going to count that as one. Kale, you can feel free to jump in. Who got recognized from the Rocky? So basically, this is a game of Kale, name a Rocky. Uh, who got recognized and was given tickets to go see Eric Clapton uh, with, with backstage passes? Uh, Kyle Freeland? Okay, no. Good guess. Let's just, just throw names I'm out. I'm like going through. Okay, Elias Diaz. I think you're not going to get it. I Well, because I've seen... Hint. You know what? This is such a fun road trip for everyone because... There are so many off days in Chicago. There's so yeah. many day games. So like I've seen like what other guys are doing with their wives and their girlfriends. So I'm like trying to think. I'm like, who haven't I seen who could have gone to an Eric Clapton I like concert? Like the Elias Diaz um, reference there. Thank you, hmm. Kim. Was it, was it Marquez? No, it was <laughs> Bud Black. No, my yes. God. Bud Black. They're like, is that? They did like a double take. Like, what? 
Harry Ralston Black? Who gave him the tickets? So they're in the same hotel as Eric Clapton and his band and was recognized by someone either in the band or that, you know, a tour manager, or whatever. Yeah. And was like, you got to come out. We got to get Bud Black at the show. He didn't get to meet Clapton, but he got to meet people in the band and everything. So where did you see this? I heard that. I've got my sources. Okay. All right. I, I, I know people. I, I've heard some things. Okay. Um, but that was that was wild when I caught that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see it on Instagram because uh, you're like, like did, the, did Buddy post it on Snapchat? He's more of a Snap guy, you know. It was. Uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's usually where we get our you know outside uh, off the field kind of scoops is uh, is ig they they kind of just rat themselves out nothing yeah. they're doing anything bad uh, you're allowed to go to an eric clapton concert in chicago on an off day yeah um and that that's that's what bud black's doing i am worried that uh and, and we'll probably not hear about it because they do a good job of of zipping lips but in chicago they've got only one night game mm-hmm. right so so they had off sunday night and eh, they're, they're probably going to bed let's be honest right but monday night you know, did anyone get in trouble? I don't know. Tuesday night, they have a game tonight. But Wednesday night, they can get into trouble. Thursday night. Off day. Yep. And, which is an off day. So there's a whole, whole day of trouble. Mm-hmm. And Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yes, Friday and Saturday against the Cubs. Day game. So Friday night and Saturday night, they're off in Chicago. Yeah. Again, they're good boys. They're, you know what? They're good, good kids. boys. Good, good kids. kids. Good kids. Great, Great kids. kids. But, you know what I mean? They're, they're going to, you know, a, a fair amount of trouble. They're, they're right. Good trouble. Listen, they're in Chicago for a long time. There's a lot of young guys who are new to the majors. I hope they don't take it too far. Yeah. I know Jake Bird had never been to Chicago. So I hope they don't fall excited. off one of those architecture tour boats or something. That's That'd what I'm awful. hearing. That's that's fun. And then falling into the Chicago River. I don't want them. To, I don't want anyone to fall into the river. No, we we should ask if all the players know how to swim. Hmm. Probably. Hmm. Probably. Can't make those kind of assumptions. And you can't make the kind of assumption that just because your teeth don't hurt, you you your mm. your your oral and dental care is good because <laughs> you never know. You never actually know until you go down to Green Mountain Dental Group, a place where they will hook you up. It's only 15 minutes outside of Denver. All you got to do is tell them that the DNVR sports team sent you and they are going to hook you up with $300 discount for a full orthodontics treatment for new patients. You could also mention us and get a free set of bleach trays, which $350 value I mean, that can't turn your nose up at that, especially because they've got the good kind of trays that aren't going to make your teeth overly sensitive and hurt. That was not the case with my experience with them. Uh, you get that when you schedule a new patient cleaning exam and x-rays. And so Green Mountain Dental Group is the spot to go in and around Denver to get taken care of uh, your chompers on that. And if you want to just take care of your general gut health, uh, Athletic Greens. We, this is our green corner here mm-hmm. to talk about that one scoop. 75 high quality vitamins, whole food source, superfoods, or one packet, right? Because if you got the travel packets, that's where I'm at now. I'm, I'm running low and I need the big bag with the big scoops. I'm using my travel packs. Uh, you're actually going to get some too when you go over to athleticgreens.com slash ROC. Those are the first three letters of Rockies. Uh, besides getting the five free travel packs, you're also going to get a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. It puts your gut health in a positive, in a big way. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. It's Athletic Greens. Sounds right. good. Love Athletic Greens. I love it. Love that That's stuff. That's how I start my day. Have we talked about the lineup for today yet? 
Is it out? It's out. I, I'm I'm up for that. Let's yeah. let's see. And I'm not gonna. I, I feel good about hearing the lineup because so many of the young guys have been playing consistently. There was mm-hmm. a period of time where looking up at the, at the lineup every day was frustrating because you didn't see Ellie Harris Montero in there. There, you know, were were some other younger guys kind of wallowing away in AAA. Now you got a lot more of those guys up now. And so let's hear who who we got in the lineup today. No Montero in the lineup today, but we got Rymac batting leadoff, Daza in left, Crone at DH, Blackman in right, Brendan Rogers is at second, Randall is in center, Michael Tolia at first base. Nice. Diaz is catching and Trejo's at shortstop. So. Okay, Trejo back in there. Bring Who's also there. a rookie? Let's not forget that yeah. because, I mean, there's going to be a point where you could have maybe six rookies on the field at one point, mm-hmm. right? Montero at third, Trejo at short, Tolia at first, Servin catching, Bouchard in the outfield, Feltner pitching. You could have six of the nine rookies. We, we may have to, uh, to to track down Rocky's PR to find mm-hmm. out how often they've ever had something like that before. Five of these guys, though, were once-yard goats. Love that. Let's go. That's pretty cool. Let's go. Uh, earlier today, mm-hmm. uh, Rawlings decided we're going to give out another Gold Glove Award. So now instead of 18, they're going to give out 20, one in the AL, one in the uh, NL, for super utility players. Uh, ha- What's your thought on that? This sounds chaotic. I think it will be chaotic. <laughs> No, totally, because then you go, all right, well, uh, Ryan McMahon, again, you know, he hasn't played a ton of games over at second base, maybe upwards of 10 now at this point. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't, you know, if he's not a finalist at third base or, and again, I'm not sure exactly how they're going to do it. The voting is going to be the same way, but if you're eligible at third base, are you now not eligible for super utility? And then you go, Mm -hmm. all right, McMahon, hey, if you're not a finalist, or even if you are a finalist, you can't also then be eligible for super utility. How does that end up working out? That is, yeah, that is interesting. I'm curious to see who is qualified for this. Yeah, could could be a little controversial. Yeah, it's already controversial. Yeah, to I me. I don't think uh, Garrett Hampson will be there. Uh, defensive <laughs> run saved uh, is a stat he doesn't uh, fare very well. Elias Diaz, uh, he's at the bottom of the Rockies list at minus 14. Mm-hmm. But a guy that's the top of the uh, the Rockies list, and uh, there was a really good article that you shared with me earlier today, Susie, about Brendan Rodgers leads the team. Uh, plus 19 on the defensive run saved. And uh, in this article, uh, I think it was Sports Info Solutions by Mark Simon, Mm -hmm. uh, it kind of goes into uh, some of what uh, I discussed with Brendan uh, that you can get over at the dnvr.com about kind of being very careful about when he dives for a ball because he had that shoulder surgery Mm -hmm. back in July of 2019. Uh, And this article actually breaks it down into diving plays, which is, again, more information seems like it would be good. It's also a little overwhelming. Yeah. It's also, you know, where, you know, how do you utilize it? But it was really interesting to see just how many diving plays or what percentage of diving plays he's been able to convert successfully mm-hmm. uh, over there at second base. Yeah. And it was interesting to see that really like no one's diving more than Brendan Rogers. It's true. Yeah. He's, he's made uh, 18 diving plays, 18 out of 34. So he's just, he's a little bit above 50%. The The middle infielder averages 25%. So he's been really good at that. And, you know, again, he, in that article, uh, much like over at the dnvr.com, talks about, you know, uh, just just the angles that he's playing. He's made a, uh, a lot more than expected uh, conversions to outs going to his right. That's the part that's new. And again, um, this was something that we talked about. Like when you go from shortstop to second base, you already have 90% of the skills, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to do a good job defensively at second base. But then there's the going to your right 
you know, before, if you're at shortstop and you go to your right, you can still see first base, maybe peripherally, yeah. right? And and you can go make that jump throw. But at second base, when you're going to your right, your back is now almost to first base. That's true. And that's a totally different angle in general. So uh, he's done a good job. I think there's a chance, you know, he could be a finalist there at second base. I don't know if it'll be, you know, a similar situation like with Ryan McMahon or even when Tony Walters was doing a good job defensively. It's like, all right, first uh, you got to create a, a some grumbling behind the scenes of like, ah, this guy deserved to be in the top three. Okay, next year is maybe when we'll pay a little bit more attention to you. So it'll be interesting to see how that happens. But uh, if you're just looking at defensive run saves, Brendan Rodgers, you know, he deserved deserves to have his name in the conversation uh, for Gold Glove Award. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, okay, speaking, I have no transition for this, but I do want to talk about speaking um, of the Rockies. Speaking of the Rockies, hey, okay, let's... I have no transition for this, no segue. <laughs> um, I want to talk about Chris Bryant and what Bud Black was saying about him on Sirius XM. Yes, tell tell us what did he say. He said, Chris, nothing new, basically. <laughs> no, a little a little bit new. He's day-to-day. He is swinging a bat now. That's new. But a decision will be made in the next week on whether or not we're going to see him before the season's over. Okay. That's promising. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that you necessarily need for him to come back. Uh, I think, I mean, Buddy talked about it in, uh, maybe it was Saturday. Like, what are the benefits of, of having him come back? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I don't think we're going to see him. can't remember exactly what the answer was because there just isn't, I mean, you know, competing, you know, so that's, that's not a, uh, as long of a gap, but, you know, there, there isn't much benefit. Um, you know, he is, that would mean he's taken some at-bats away from other guys, but there's nobody that you're really like dying to, to say, oh, this guy's got to be in the lineup each and every day. I mean, he's, he probably wouldn't even be playing every day, maybe two out of every three days or even half mm-hmm. the time so it's not a ton of at bats really that he's taking away from some of those young guys so but you're right i mean we've we've kind of been saying it for a while he's probably not going to return so yeah. you know uh that's that but but he should be on the road he should be uh, in chicago he does travel with the team so it'll be interesting uh, if the cubs put together a video i think they put together a video for him last year because he returned pretty quickly with the giants yeah he did this is true so, so. i i don't I can't expect that they would make a video because he's already been back. He's already got his video. Yeah. Does he deserve a two video? Well, Nolan didn't get two videos. You no. You get the first year and then the second year video. No. You get one video. That's that. Chris Bryant got his video. He got I think, his video. Yeah. I think uh, Chicago fans are kind of over it. Like, okay, we get it. He left. That was probably one of the quickest turnaround. That I don't think you would want it that way. Like, if you're writing it up, you don't want to get traded and then the exact same season a month later mm-hmm. go back. It's like not enough time has really passed for that. So uh, that was, what was kind too of, much. It's too much. It's too much. Too soon. Uh, I don't know if you saw over on MLB food fight. Look, here's something that the Rockies could maybe <laughs> go deep. We could be talking about semifinals, finals, uh, but it just really has to do with the, their concessions and Aramark food fight. Yes, the best food at at each ballpark. And uh, what would you guess would be the the submission. I mean, Helton Burger. Oh, no. The, well, the Rock, well, it's, it's the Elvis Shake. Yeah, it's, it is. <laughs> it's it, the Elvis Shake. But yeah, the Rockies are moving up that bracket. Right now, it's Elvis Shake versus Peanuts. So there's 32 that go in, right? Like you think about March Madness, 64 to 32 to 16, 8, 4, 2, 1. It's the perfect number, but there's only 30 teams. So two teams just have to. Two teams' foods have to play against one other just general yeah. food. The Rockies have a food buy, I think. A food buy. I guess they're the favorite because they just are against Peanuts. And it just has an MLB logo, not a team logo. They have a food buy. so Good for them. 
I guess. Let's win this thing. I guess. I don't know. Was the Elvis movie successful enough to really... Because they got ahead of the movie. You know what? I completely... <laughs> I didn't see the Elvis movie. I, I didn't see it. I uh, I doubt that that was the thought process when coming out with the Elvis shake this year. Maybe. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit. I think... To have thought ahead on that. Listen, unless they're getting that branding money. Yeah. Unless they're getting ad money, I would say they have nothing to do with each other. Well, did they have to pay a royalty to call it the Elvis shake? But then again, there are a bunch lots of, of dudes Elvises. named lots of dudes named Elvis. I mean, only eight overall in the history of the world, but that's more <laughs> than the one. So I would agree. Uh, in general, have you ever met anyone named Elvis? I have not. I've, I've gone to an Elvis Costello concert multiple times. I don't know that I have. Yeah, but I've never met an Elvis. Kale, have you ever met an Elvis before in your life? There's someone who used to work with one of my parents named Elvis. Hmm. Right on. Yeah. Did you see the Elvis movie? I didn't, but I was just looking up reviews. It got really good reviews. Good, good for them. Reviews. It's Baz Luhrmann, so I mean, Baz is going to do a good job, right? Wasn't it? Was it a Baz? It's it a Baz, Baz Luhrmann Jam? movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not a big Baz guy. Not, not a Baz, Baz guy. guy. Okay. I'm not a big Baz guy. I think you ruined the Great Gatsby, and that's my uh, that's my take. Wow, that is hot. Are you still a uh, Russell Wilson guy after uh, the Week One loss? Big Russell Wilson guy. I thought okay. he played very well. All right. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask some of the Broncos guys because they did a show before us. What, uh, who would transition better? Russell Wilson going back to the Rockies, which at this point, I mean. Could happen. People, the honeymoon's over, right? Like him transitioning to the Rockies. Look, he's, he was drafted. Or Ryan McMahon, maybe at least being a backup QB for the Broncos. He's got that kind of pedigree. Mm-hmm. His brother's tearing up. Uh, I forget where his brother's playing. TJ McMahon. He had a big day on Saturday, I think. Rice? Does he play at Rice? Maybe. I have no idea, but Russell Wilson has been at least at some level a professional baseball player before, and Ryan McMahon has never been a professional football player. So I'm going to nope. say it's probably easier for Russell Wilson to make that Ooh, transition. You heard it first from Kale. Russell you know Wilson what? will debut for the Colorado Rockies <laughs> at some point. Because of his lackluster football career. We were joking about this before the show. Um, and they were like, oh, but would the Rockies pay Russell $280 million? We're like, actually, maybe. <laughs> like, that's really not out of the realm of possibility. Paying someone about $200 million just to be on billboards to look handsome and bring people to the ballpark? <laughs> nah, they wouldn't do that. Would never. Never. Would never. <laughs> Absolutely never would do that. Also, I'm going to do a victory lap now because I think I won the bet. I think we set the over-under at one and a half. How many more times would we see Russell Wilson at Coors Field after throwing out the first pitch on opening day? I feel like we got one and a half. Well, no, I think we got... I think he did show up one other time, though, didn't he? He he attended the first game, and then he was at batting practice with Peyton Manning. Oh, that was it. Yeah, that was the only other time. So it was one and a half going forward from opening day. Yes. So he showed up the one time. Didn't stick around for the game. He he stuck around for whatever Peyton's show was, took some BP. Yeah. So I'm going to say I got that one. I I, took the under. Everyone thought, oh, man, he's going to be there all the time. I really thought he was going to be there all the time. I thought he was just going to be like such a great Denver guy and show up for, you know, the team that drafted him. I mean, it makes sense. I don't know why. I I just got the sense that like, uh, I don't don't think he will. Like, you have to be fun to do that in a way. Maybe he lacks a little of that that fun lightheartedness. I will not. What do you think? I will not accept the Sagittarius slander. Of your neighbor. Of my neighbor, who is very fun, but maybe just a little busy. It's true. No, and and several of the scripts that uh, he's read off of on Instagram, he said he's fun. So I mean, you're right. He's not. 
He's not calculating. Kale, are you at listening all. to this? By do the you way, hear this? Susie almost just crushed her I whole do. can in anger. <laughs> kind She's of like, did, you yeah. mu- Come on. I do hear this. Kale. Look, he, why would he want to go to Coors Field? Look, I, I want to go to Coors Field <laughs> all the time. I, I'm excited to go. I'll, I'll go in the off-season season, even if there's nothing happening. I'll work from there. I don't care. I love it. It's baseball. But he's busy going to the U.S. Open. He's traveling. Was he at the Australian Open? He's everywhere. You know what? I guess if here. you're, I guess if you're going, you know, to amazing places with your, you know, superstar celebrity wife. Yeah. And your adorable kids. Yeah, maybe you. Maybe one Rockies game is enough for you. I just have to say, uh, I think he's probably too famous for all of this. Like Russell Wilson is like real A-list celebrity status, mm-hmm. and like I feel like first pitch. <laughs> Is like you know, like with him, but he's it's pretty much like above. He's above everything else. Oh my he's gosh! Above going to a baseball that game. Was really like, I think so. That was really hard to hear. But Kale, I think you've brought up a great point. <laughs> it is fair. It is fair. He's too famous for this BS. Like I think he's genuinely just like too famous. Like his schedule. He's one of those people whose schedule is booked by like seventeen assistants eight months That's out in true. advance. Wow. That's fair. <sighs> yeah. That's true. But but that's why I took the under because I'm like, I don't know if he's just going to want to hang around and take batting practice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But too famous to go to a baseball game. All right. We might have to make a list of famous. We might have to go back through the archives of this season and see who the most famous people. We'll have to have Kale's Corner. Oh, is this not a segment yet? <laughs> Did I just invent the best segment of all time? Kale's Corner. We go, Kale, is this person more famous than Russell Wilson who took in this game? <laughs> Oh, this is great. You make your own graphic for your own segment, buddy. Uh, all right, I'll get to work on it. Yeah, yes, he's excited. Look, I love this. All right, final thing. I am excited tonight. Playoffs. Yes. Playoffs? Rockies kind of have a playoff game. Fresno Grizzlies. Oh, tonight. there we go. There we go. They're, they're going to be in uh, San Jose. They do it backwards. I mean, it's it's a bus league, so it, it's fine. But first game, they're on the road, and the next two are going to be home. So it's just a two out of three series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think the San Jose Giants really have any chance. Uh, Adel Amador, Yankee Fernandez, Jaden Hill is on the mound uh, to start that one tonight. So a legit chance to, uh, to win a championship here uh, in the Rockies organization in general. So yeah. I'm kind of excited for that. Uh, we'll kind of keep half of an eye over on that. I know the guys over at Blake Street Banner are going to mm-hmm. be doing that. So got to give a big shout out. Yes, they do uh, such a great job. To those dudes because uh, they do a wonderful job. And uh, But the Rockies aren't eliminated just yet. Six yes. games. Six games is their unmagic number, really. Yeah. Because really magic number it's is curse number. for the team in the... It's the cursed number. Cursed number? Yes. Okay, I like that. Mm-hmm. We can do that. It's six. So they're they're still in it. They just got to run the table, just, just like 2007. They just can't lose six games. No. Well, they can They can lose five and then just hope that the Padres lose every single game. They <laughs> never win any of their like final 20-some games. Rockies only lose five. Or the Rockies don't lose another game for the rest of the season, and the Padres only lose or they only win five. So, look, the possibilities are endless they're, for the Rockies to sneak into endless, the postseason. But they, the possibilities will come to an end it's very It's literally <laughs> less than, than 0.1% mm-hmm. that they're going to go to the postseason. But, hey, look, we just got to mention that kind of thing. Uh, that's what we do. We, we got to try to gather everything into the Rockies world together into one spot. And we'll do it uh, again on Wednesday for the post game. Mm-hmm. We'll see how this two-game series wraps up. Don't call it that. I, we just... 
Well, I decided. It can't be can't be plural if it's only two games. It can't be a full series. So it's a series if it's two it's games. It's a series. It's two games. Nah. Kale, tie-breaking vote. Let's go. If it's only two, it can't be a series. So it's just a series. It feels weird to... I hate... Siri. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with Siri's on this one. Right, he's you. on the fence. So Siri sounds tie. wrong. He's still it, on the it fence. is wrong. Because <laughs> it, it is wrong. We got a good week of shows coming up though. Yeah. You mentioned oh, yeah. Wednesday post game. Mm-hmm. Thursday is that your that's a Goodman show. I, I think we got Drew Goodman mm-hmm. for sure. And then Friday, it's a Sue show. Yes. They're back. <laughs> Excellent. Let's go. Are you will or, or will you be getting somebody more famous than Russell Wilson to be on the podcast? Not not this week, but close. Close. More close. famous than Herb Lawrence of CHGO, White Sox? Possibly. Ooh. Yeah, possibly. Okay. All right. Hey, that's why you got to make sure you uh, like, share, and subscribe. Uh, <laughs> DNVR Sports Channel over there on YouTube. Uh, download and, and subscribe to the DNVR Rockies mm-hmm. podcast. Follow us on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies. At Patrick D. Lyons is where I'm at. And you can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. Man, this has been great. But you know what they say about momentum? What it's, do they say? It's only, they say, not me, <laughs> but they say it's only as good as your next show. So we'll talk to you tomorrow post game.